Welcome to the weird and wacky quantum world, where everything seems to be turned upside down. Randomness, uncertainty, confusion and fuzziness are all common terms in the most basic theories. Quantum seeks to explain what's happening at a subatomic level, but strange things happen when you're working with the smallest units of properties. Hi, I'm Saskia Bristow, a Year 12 student who enjoys going on walks and teaching myself about complicated science phenomena. And on this episode of Podcast Next Gen, we're finding out all about quantum entanglement. This theory indicates that particles which are separated at universe-sized distances are interacting. One theory to explain it even uses time travel, but how do we know it's true? Quantum mechanics is a lofty concept. It's so complicated and mysterious, why even bother trying to learn it? Actually, its basics are incredible and mind-boggling, and everyone can understand them. To understand quantum, we first need to understand a particle. In physics, we talk about subatomic particles, meaning particles that are smaller than atoms. One of these subatomic particles, called photons or light particles, is what we're most interested in today. But to get to photons and quantum, the question is, how is light a particle? Isn't it a wave? Excitingly, light is simultaneously a particle and a wave, not dissimilar to waves you would find at a beach. Quantum mechanics is founded on probability mathematics. We can't predict the exact location of any particular particle, but if we have the wave function of that particle, we can measure the probability that it's in a particular place. In quantum mechanics, you could take the measurement a hundred times and the position of the particle could be different every time. Imagine you're at a beach and you notice how when two waves going opposite directions collide, they seem to cancel each other out and create smooth waters. The same thing happens to quantum particles all the time. A particle can spin in two directions at once, which cancel each other out and create no spin. Think about how zero can also be written as negative one and positive one added together. This is an example of quantum superposition, when particles seem to be spinning in two directions at once. Particles can be sent through a polarization filter that works the same as the polarization on your sunnies when you're at the beach. This filter only lets through light particles that spin in one particular direction. Two particle physicists, Alice and Bob, decide to do an experiment. A particle decays and creates two photons, which share a superposition, which they then send through a polarization filter. Then they each look through a different detector. If both Alice and Bob filter through particles that spun up when these particles could be spinning up or down, then logically they have four options. Both see the particle, neither see the particle, Alice sees it but Bob doesn't, or vice versa. However, it seems that half the time both Alice and Bob see a particle, and half the time neither of them see any particle. This amount of correlation is more than should be shown in a classical system, but these particles are quantum, and they are experiencing quantum entanglement. When these particles interact and decay, their wavelengths intertwine, and this causes the correlation of spin directions. If one particle is detected spinning in a certain direction, then immediately the other particle switches to the same spin. This is made even more tricky by something called the principle of locality. This says that to change something, a signal of some kind must be travelling between the two points. A signal particle is like a postcard. It takes time for information to get from one location to the other. The fastest thing currently known that a thing can travel at is the speed of light. Instead of abiding by the universal speed limit, this effect between entangled particles happens instantaneously, no matter if they were a metre apart or a light year apart. It defies logic and locality. 
This caused quite a stir in the 1930s. Einstein didn't appreciate his theory of locality being completely undermined and even called the phenomena spooky action at a distance, which seems like an extremely suitable name to me. Naturally, physicists were eager to test this theory out and try and disprove it, perhaps for the sake of their own perception of reality. Many ran the Alice and Bob experiment, sending out entangled photons in opposite directions from a decaying particle through different polarisation filters to be identified by a detector. There are a few issues that could affect this result. One issue was that if the detectors were too close to the source of photons, then Alice and Bob wouldn't have enough time to set the polarisation filters to a random direction, and so signals travelling at light speed or below could be working to simulate entanglement. Entanglement is a very orderly or correlated phenomena, and thus needs the most uncorrelated source to set the detector settings in order to get the most true results. So another problem could be that random number generators have some kind of logic and pattern behind them, perhaps skewing the result. Think back to primary school, when you didn't want to go so you faked being sick. (coughs) If your parents gave you a thermometer to take your temperature, you could use a heat pack to warm it up to prove you're unwell. It's the same with results that support entanglement. Lots of experiments have supported the theory of entanglement, but the loopholes meant that something else could be at work. Eventually, researchers explored how they could set the filters randomly from a source that didn't have interferences at light speed or below. Light from distant stars that can be seen through a telescope has been travelling for hundreds of years and is very uncorrelated. If the detector is set based on the random details of these star photons, then unseen signals emulating entanglement could be cancelled out. In 2017, a team went to Austria where they programmed the detectors using light captured through the William Herschel Telescope and Galileo National Telescope, looking at stars 12.2 and 7.8 billion light years away. In the experiment, an entangled pair generator, which was situated in between the two telescopes, used a decaying particle to create two entangled photons. The entangled particles were sent out 500 metres to be detected by the telescopes which used light that had been travelling for billions of years to set the unique detector settings. And huzzah! The results were related and quantum entanglement was proved once and for all. Let's go back to the beach. Imagine that you high-five your friend, then walk away and head back into an air-conditioned building. Sounds pretty normal so far, right? Now imagine your friend lying in the sun and sweating due to the heat. Now imagine that at the exact moment your friend starts sweating, you also start sweating the same amount, even though you're in a lower temperature room. This is how entangled particles affect each other. But how is it possible? Nobody knows. One cool theory is retrocausality. It suggests that when your friend started sweating, a signal travelled back in time to when you and them high-fived, then zoomed forward in time with you up to the present moment where your body received the signal and began to sweat. It sounds like the concept for a sci-fi movie, but this is what retrocausality proposes is happening in particle entanglement. We made it! That wasn't so bad, was it? Basically, particles spin in two ways at once, and it is meticulously proven they can talk to each other instantly, and our best explanation is time travel. If this does all still sound a bit mind-boggling, you're definitely not alone. As theoretical physicist and quantum explorer Richard Feynman once said, 
If you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand quantum mechanics. That's it from me. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to spend a little bit of time considering quirky quantum next time you're at the beach. You've been listening to Podcast Next Gen, a collaboration between the National Youth Science Forum and Cosmos Magazine. Year 12 students from across Australia have written and recorded their own science shortcasts about important topics in their lives. We'll be releasing them weekly, so keep an ear out. Cosmos is a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia, which is based in Adelaide on Ghana land. The students recorded their pieces around Australia, and we pay respects to Indigenous groups across the country.